This is Wolves Radio. Wolves 24-7. Good afternoon. You're listening to Wolves Radio and we are live for the very first time to bring you an under-23s update. I'm Gemma Frith and joining me from outside a very windy Agra is Mikey Burrows. What an afternoon you've had. Sunshine, torrential rain and it now sounds like quite a lot of wind. Firstly, let's start off with that result. How did our match end against Reading? Yeah, so it was 2-2, Gemma, in the end. A little bit of disappointment for James Collins and his side. They needed to win the game to make sure that they got a home draw in the playoffs for Premier League 2, Division 2. And they were so close to getting it as well. They went behind, actually, in this game. They had a couple of good opportunities early on. And then Reading striker Femi Aziz headed them in front. But it was only a couple of minutes later where Taylor Perry, who's been the top scorer this season, but he turned provider, Gem, and he played a delightful little ball over the top to get the mm-hmm. equaliser. Connor Carty then got what we thought was going to be the winner. And... Just, you know, they couldn't quite hang on in the end. Yeah, well, before we talk about exactly what that means for the playoffs, let's take a listen to that first equalising goal. This is Perry. And Perry trying to dink it. What a lovely ball for Hesketh. Hesketh with a chance and what a brilliant goal. That's a delightful move. Taylor Perry's pass picked out Owen Hesketh. And he had to apply the finish and didn't he just back on level terms. Well, that was brilliant from both of them there, Taylor Perry and Owen Hesketh, as you said. Um, And Owen has just signed a new two-year deal. Um, Another deserved goal from him. Yeah, he's been really good, Gemma, to be honest with you. He he got his opportunity in the team when Taylor Perry got injured. And he he himself has had an injury-affected last 18 months, really, since arriving from Manchester City. And he'd been a mainstay of the under-18s, and he got pushed up to the under-23s. And he really grasped that opportunity. And that's what it's all about at this level. When you've got players who are trying to make a name for themselves, scoring goals is a big part of that. But also just making sure that you have to be picked and ever since he did that he's been an absolute mainstay one of the first names on the team sheet and he's produced in big moments and you know it's remarkable really that Wolves have got themselves into this position when their top scorers have all come from midfield in the forms of Taylor Perry and Owen Hesketh. Yeah, well, he has had an incredible season, um, as you said, starting the under-23s and move, um, under-18, sorry, and now um, having a regular spot in the under-23. So it was great to see him get the equaliser this afternoon. But um, that was then ex- extended our league, uh, sorry, Connor Carty extended our lead um, in the second half. And now Carty making the run ahead. This is Connor Carty! Special goal! Brilliant movement! Expertly finished. That's super from Wolves under 23s. And there's congratulations too for Pascal Estrada for the ball over the top. Yes, it was disappointing not to win after that strong performance. As you said there as well, it was a brilliant goal, a brilliant moment um, from Connor. Uh, what did you make of it? 
Yeah, Conor Carty's had one of those difficult seasons as well. He struggled with injuries. He found Austin Samuels coming back from loan in January and replacing him in the side. And he'd only got one goal up until the last couple of weeks, but he's picked mm -hmm. up a couple now. He's got himself a new contract as well. I've literally not finished speaking to him, Gem, a couple of minutes ago. So you're going to be able to see that interview across our oh, social brilliant. media channels and at wolves.co.uk as well. Looking forward to the playoffs for him. He's kind of not really said they set any goal targets and it's going to be really interesting how they're going to go about this now Gemma because you know most of these players they are so young they've not really experienced mm -hmm. this kind of pressure that will come through it and there is pressure and there, you could see from the reaction from a lot of them at the final whistle and James Collins spoke to me a couple of minutes ago as well and talked about the fact that this same Reading team Gem put five pass wolves 10 days ago you know they oh absolutely goodness, thrashed yeah. them <laughs> and and for a lot of these players it was about a little bit of professional pride today in going out there and showing that that was a freak result that mm -hmm. they didn't deserve to get beat in the manner they did last time out and to try and put it right and they were gutted not to have held on but the experience i think of conceding late might well stand them in pretty good stead when it comes to effectively a 90-minute shootout against crystal palace next well, yes, let's talk about those playoffs. What does it mean? Who are we playing? So we're playing Crystal Palace there, but we were hoping for that home advantage. Have we got that? No. So unfortunately, being held to the 2-2 means that we will be away at Crystal Palace. They'll now have a bit of a waiting game to try and work out when they can play that fixture. Because as we know, with the first team, the fixture list is quite congested at the moment. And Crystal Palace are due to have two home games either side of the gap that had been allocated for when this playoff game would be played. So in theory, we're going to be going to Selhurst Park. And in theory, it's supposed to be next week. But at this stage, <laughs> as we are literally talking with me outside of Agba right now, we just don't know when they're going to try and squeeze that game in. And that might be of benefit to Wolves, you know, Jen, because, you know, we've got first team games as well. And we're in a position mm -hmm. where a lot of our under 23s are called upon to be amongst the first team group at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So if they can, if they can keep that game as far away from a first team game as possible, that might suit us more than it does Crystal Palace. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a sort of waiting game now to figure out when that game will be played. But what is the schedule now with the playoffs? Is it just one leg and then through to semis? Yeah, so one leg. And that's why the home advantage was so important. And, yeah. you know, there was talk that they, they could have played the game at Molyneux, which would have been brilliant for them. And then they'd have given themselves a better chance as well of, of having the second, you know, the playoff final at Molyneux. Uh, mm -hmm. There's still a chance of that. You know, Sunderland have got to face Stoke and Stoke are the team in possession of the home advantage right now. But they've just played each other over the last two games and had them both as draws, nil-nil and then 1-1 today. So Sunderland may well fancy themselves to get a result against Stoke. And if they did and Wolves got through Palace, then we could still, still end up having that playoff final at Molyneux. But there's an awful lot of football to get through before that. Yes, definitely. Well, we've held on to our position in fourth in the table. Which sides are already promoted to Premier League 2 Division 1? So Leeds United won the title this season. They took it really seriously. It's their first year at Premier League 2 level, having got Category 1 status for their academy. And they've effectively had Marcelo Bielsa 
taking a real interest and allowing them to have quite a few first-team players. They beat Wolves a month or so ago, and the two goals came from Rodrigo, who was their record signing. That tells you the level that Leeds have been treating it, and they've ran away with the title this season. Stoke mm. have been well clear in second. Wolves beat them comfortably at home, but lost to them away back in January, though it was a little bit unfortunate circumstances at the time, and Wolves had a lot of injuries. And, and then you've got Crystal Palace, who Wolves lost away to this season. But in that game, Palace played a number of first-team players. Christian Benteke opened the scoring on that occasion. And then when they were more their regular under-23s, Wolves beat them comfortably here at Agbra about six weeks ago. And then you've got Sunderland, who are actually the team that Wolves have performed worst against, really. They lost 2-1 away. Mm. And then it was a nil-nil draw here at Agbra again in the last couple of months and Sunderland are a very physical team and actually in a way they'd be probably the side they together with Stoke perhaps are the ones I'd least look forward to playing I'm not okay, sure Crystal Palace right. will be too scary for them yeah okay well we'll sit tight and wait for that date for the playoff which of course will be streamed live on Wolves TV and YouTube with your commentary as usual and then hopefully if the results all go in our favour that would be amazing to have that playoff final at Molyneux that would be absolutely incredible but that did end another exciting weekend of Wolves results. We were both at Molyneux yesterday for a beautiful sunny lunchtime kickoff, much uh, much contrary to the to the rain you've experienced today uh, against <laughs> Brighton. Um, our incredible second half comeback secured us all three points. Let's remind ourselves firstly of that equalising goal from Adama Traore. In towards Adama Traore. Traore in towards the edge of the box. New play! Oh, brilliant go. goal! Adama Traore gets Wolves level. That's superb football. Some of the best Wolves have produced all game. Lovely neat interplay inside the penalty area. And Adama Traore found his way through. Well, yeah, Adama coming off the bench and making an instant impact there. You really have had a busy weekend, haven't you, Mikey? Hearing your, your comms across all of the matches. Um, but that was, of course, Adama's second of the season. The team totally turned it around in the second half compared to our performance in the first. Do you think that that Brighton red card was a real turning point for us? Um, yes and no, Jem. I think, you know, yes, it changes the game. Undoubtedly, mm -hmm. it does. But... In, in a way, uh, you'll hear you know a lot of professionals talk about the fact that it tends to make things harder because the team are still organised. They've still got mm -hmm. four at the back. They've still got the players in midfield, and they've got they had a lead to protect. And so Wolves' task didn't change an awful lot in the fact that they had to try and break down what's been a really tough Brighton rearguard. Yeah. You know, when you look at recent history, Gem, against Brighton, we mentioned it last week. We hadn't scored against them in the previous four home games. Yeah. We hadn't beaten them for the last six games. You know, they've become a little bit of a bogey team. And actually, I thought Adama Traore, you're right, did really well coming off the bench, changed the game. You probably want to talk to me about Morgan Gibbs-White because he did really well. Yes. And it shows great credit <laughs> to the players for what they did. Yeah, well, as you said there, we hadn't scored at home against Brighton since 2014 in the Championship, which is um, feels like a really, really long time. We did have such a stretch of um, draws against them in our in our results. So it was brilliant to get a win and also to score, to score two home goals. And of course, that second, securing us all three points from Morgan Gibbs-White. Let's have a listen. 
Eight Nori trying to dribble against Moda, gets past him. Low cross deflects towards Gibbsway. Gibbsway with a second chance. Yes. Morgan Gibbsway finds the top corner. It's a special moment for him. And it could be a match winning one at Molyneux. Wolves two, Brighton one. He missed a big opportunity a few moments ago. He would not miss this one. <laughs> what a moment that was and you can you can tell in your voice just how incredible that was when that uh, ball hit the back of the net in the final moments of the game um, and what a moment it was for Morgan Gibbs-White his first Premier League goal um, when that went in I was pitch side set up and ready for post-match interviews with our video producer and we were both jumping for joy after just seeing that missed opportunity moments before um, it was so great to see him get on that score sheet yeah, it really was. And, you know, he joined us on Match Day Live Extra. I know he spoke to you as well. I'm interested to hear yeah. what he said to you because the <laughs> smile on his face told a whole story when he joined us. But it's a bit different kind of talking to the ex-pundits and players that he knows as well with us. Yeah. So what did he say to you, really? Yeah, he was he was so happy. He said that, you know, after after that first missed opportunity, um, he knew he was determined to score and they were really were pressing right until the end um, and you could you could see that out on the pitch I mean we were standing there sort of thinking we're gonna we're gonna get a goal here like it was it was really really intense in those final moments and yeah he was just so pleased to finally get um, his first Premier League goal oh my goodness I think the, the rain has hit me here I'm not sure if you can hear it on the microphone or not but I can see that rain that got you at Agbro has just arrived in Wolverhampton sorry if you can hear any interference but yeah it was amazing to speak to Morgan and he was really happy to get his um, Premier League League, uh, first Premier League goal. It was a, a special moment, special moment for him, definitely. Um, but yeah, what did he say to you guys on, on Match Day Live Extra? Yeah, he, I mean, look, the, the smile, as I say, told the whole story. And he, he said, you know, that he'd been waiting kind of two years for that moment, really. And, yeah. and it's even longer since he's been in amongst the first team shake-up and he has had to be patient and maybe at times he hasn't quite been patient enough and I said to you last week you know this was his opportunity to show that he is not just one of the youngsters he's not just mm -hmm. one of those players that is around for a minute or two here and there the role that he's kind of done over the last couple of seasons his time now is to go out there and show Nuno that he is ready to play longer in matches. He is yeah. ready to be responsible for the way that the team goes about it. And I, I don't know what you thought. I thought he was absolutely superb for the entire 90 minutes. Even when we weren't great in the first half, he was the one who was looking to make something happen. Yes, absolutely. And as we've said now over the past uh, over the past two games, we've seen some brilliant performances from some of our youngest players. And I, I'm hoping now that over the next few games towards the end of season, we're just going to see more and more of that. And as you said, this really is their time to shine and show us what they've got. And Morgan absolutely did that on Sunday at against Brighton. So um, yeah, brilliant performance from him and brilliant, brilliant performance from the team in the second half as well. We're playing Spurs next. Again, another Sunday match for us um, away in London. Um, so fingers crossed uh, for that match as well. Um, but you won't be surprised, Mikey, to learn that Wolves women also had a positive result on Sunday. They've had an absolutely incredible run since their return to the pitch last month. They beat Lincoln 4-2 away from home and have won the Pickerton Crone Cup, which is an absolutely incredible achievement for them. They really have gone from strength to strength. Um, they're unbeaten uh, in their fixture since they restarted, apart from that game where they were um, knocked out of the FA Cup that we were both 
that. Um, it was a hat-trick for Alicia Miller and a fourth goal to secure us the win from Leo Joyce, who has now scored two in two since her Wolves debut last time out. Um, she's one of the youngest players in the squad and has put in an absolutely incredible performance and definitely has a strong future ahead of her. So definitely one to watch. Um, but Wolves, yeah, I yeah. think it's worth... My- it's worth pointing out, Jem, actually, that you know they've given opportunities to a number of different players, actually. So everyone who they watched have, those yeah. games on Wolves TV in the FA Cup and saw some of those names, they've actually been able to blood a few more youngsters, give chances to a few other players, and still won games. And that says an awful lot. Yeah, there really has been some um, some new players getting opportunities on the pitch for Wolves women. And yeah, hopefully we'll see more of those faces again next season, especially Leo Joyce. Um, she's yeah, been incredible in these last two matches. So yes, Wolves have gone unbeaten across the board this weekend. Two wins yesterday and a draw today. Uh, do keep us informed, Mikey, about that playoff date once we get it against Crystal Palace away from home. Um, fingers crossed and we'll definitely be watching you on the live stream for that. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me live on Wolves Radio. Uh, sorry if you've had any interference there from the weather from, from either of us. Um, but this will also be available to listen to on demand uh, at a later date. And we will see you again next week for Wolves Weekly. Wolves Weekly.